What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. All right, today on Lulz, we're bringing back a familiar face. You guys know him as a multi-millionaire maker champ. It is, of course, none other than RBX88. He's got some thoughts on these DFS GOAT debates. We'll hear what he's been up to, what he's been doing with his sauna, the late-night orgies that <laughs> caused him to miss the slates, all that good stuff. I, does he think... I it's think he thinks goat. this He thinks this is a GOAT. Vegas Dave thinks this is a GOAT. Hot, naked girls doing yoga. What? Why don't you just win like a man? Random.org. Type in one for yes, two for no, and let the DFS guys pick for you. And I'm absolutely begging you not to do bus. Please, Please don't do bus. RBX 88. It's been a while, man. What is it? About once a year? We broke our rule, though. You you haven't won a recent Millionaire Maker, and we're still letting you back on. Yeah, you know, to be honest, I really haven't been playing that much, so it's probably less likely that I'm going to win one. <laughs> well, I felt like Yuta had kind of inferred that maybe he was going to be sometimes scaling back his play, and then he won a Millionaire Maker. So maybe that's what you do, is you say, yeah, I'm not playing as much, and then you bank. Yeah, maybe if I put, you know, my... Uh, pedal to the metal you know i might i might snap one off again there you go brian how are you doing today good good i think the rules should be you know total millie makers so he's he's got you know three in the bag and a couple second places that's like 30 minutes a time second yeah second, second something it is Especially those big ones yeah I mean, so, it sucks, kind of, because you, <laughs> I had no, I had no chance to win that. I, I had one chance to win one, but the other one I had no shot, though. So you're you're black, blacked out. Yeah. Well, no, I I was just too many points behind the guy in first, and when I got second, he had he was like twenty points ahead. I had no shot. So I mean, the the conversation that was happening on Twitter this week is it it started with uh, Yuda, who broke like a multi-year, I think, silence on, on Twitter and posted uh, this uh, Michael Jordan image uh, meme here and then tagged uh, Whistles and and Brian. Uh, for maybe the less internet-savvy Brian, can you describe what Yuda <clears throat> was trying to say with this meme and why, why he was tagging you? Uh, I think it's in reference to when Whistles was on our show and – crowned Osmo the goat and he's doing the Jordan meme from the Jordan documentary where he was laughing at I can't remember who but yeah so saying he's he's saying you know oh who's the who's the goat kind of thing <laughs> after winning a uh a million on Sunday in the large field one which is his first I think his first uh large field Millie win yeah and this was also a really funny thing about this exchange. And then we'll hop over to Whistle's tweet where RBX was tagged. But Yuda and Whistle just both totally boomering it up with tweets that only uh, people who follow both Yuda and Whistle's can see. Because when you tag the first person, you have to follow both of that, those guys to see that because it just looks like a reply to the algorithm. So this tweet didn't get near the probably the public surfacing it would have gotten if he would have you know actually just wrote something. 
It's still still got a look at skin likes as you speak. It's still almost 100 likes. Pretty good. He doesn't he doesn't have a lot of followers. So that that uh that whistles uh chimed in the other day and again adding DraftKings as a reply. Uh <laughs> DraftKings get fact check. Millie Maker wins. Uticao has 8. Chipotle DFS has six. I have four, but Chipotle has two, two and a half million wins. And I have one, two and a half million win. Utica and Chipotle have been playing for 10 years. I've been playing for five. Who is the true goat? Um, wait, where did you get tagged in this RBX? Weren't you tagged in this somewhere? I tagged him. Um, oh no, I, I requoted or reposted or whatever it's called now. Yeah. So what, what, is, what is your thoughts on all of this? The, uh, this pissing contest for the greatest, uh, DFS player of all time, RBX, you got any hot takes? Honestly, who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool and all, you know, obviously everyone plays fantasy to try to hit the millionaire maker, you know, um, obviously, uh, Yuda, he, he plays infinite, you know, buy-ins a week. So he's obviously has a more chance to hit. Um, I mean, it's cool, but like, you know, in the end, like, do they really care? Like who is the goat or not? I guess obviously David, uh, can say seems different. like he cares. Yeah. yeah, he seems like he cares a little bit. Yeah, that's yeah. The, the, apparently they they care. The uh, but then so Brian did. Uh, this is how you got tagged. Brian tagged you and said you have three in like two months and then retired. So based on that criteria, he's the go. I mean, do you agree with Brian's assessment <clears throat> here that like four like pound for pound like millionaire makers per minute. Like nobody can probably top you. It, it was within a year, I think. I, I did three. I won three and got two seconds within like a year and a year and a half, maybe. So I mean, that's that's very. Uh, I'm on the right side of variance there. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was three large field, or was there one smaller high buy-in? It was it was two large field, a golf and a uh, NFL, and then it was a 4K, the four 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 or whatever. And uh, you have you been firing at the Millie Maker recently, or you said not as much? No, I, I've been making four lineups every Sunday, <laughs> and then I just max the showdown. Okay, that, and that's it. Yeah, I just play, I just play the showdowns. I've been focusing on that, and I just make like three or four lineups uh, for the main slate, and then I just play a lot of poker. I was gonna ask, are you still in those pot limit Omaha streets? Yeah, yeah. No, I've been doing really well. Uh, at uh, Omaha, I've been I've been having a good year in poker. Um, I've been studying a lot, and it's definitely showing an improvement on my game. I can still win. Where Where are you studying? What are you studying? Uh, PLO Mastermind. You can run different um, situations and uh, and run different uh, like ranges in certain situations, like what your opening ranges are, what your check raising ranges are your blockers and all that crap. Thank you for saying situations and not simulations and solvers, because we're not allowed to say those words on this show anymore. So I go by feel, I go by feel, fuck all that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, someone in the chat, Andrew says you're a phone shitter bro now with how you build your lineups. Is is that true? Just all vibes base. You just pull up the phone, rip them in. Uh, No, I, I, I just, Throw in a few. For showdown, I do a little more research on it. But for like the main slate, I just kind of run something quick and I just pop something in and I just I just watch. I, I, you just I, get a little sweat? It's, you know, playing, people don't realize the swings in DFS. It's absolutely massive. And I just, 
I didn't want to deal with it. So I know I can make money playing poker. I invested most of my money that I won. Um, so I'm pretty much set there. And I, I just enjoy just playing small stuff, maybe like a few thousand here and there. I haven't even played at one NBA slate yet either. That's uh, uh, pretty, I don't, know what, I don't know what the word is, but like advanced maybe gambling, a gambling mind you got there because most people – they're not going to do that. They're going to keep firing or yeah. And they, they I, I think the variance thing comes from all your your poker playing because I feel the exact same way. Like, it's it's funny coming from a PLO player saying like I can't handle the variance. So like, <laughs> poker players would be like, "What the hell is he talking about? What is, I should never play this game." So yeah, 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 yeah. The variance is a lot lower, and the variance feels way easier to. Uh, uh, handle than DFS. It feels like it's almost nothing. Like, oh, I lose 50K or 75K, I just shrug my shoulders. And I just, you know, that's that's like maybe like 50 or 100K will be like the biggest downswing I'd have in Omaha, max. And like right. DFS, it's like four or five times that probably. And 50, 100K, so you're probably playing like 10, 20 or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. 10 and, and a quarter. That makes sense. That's um, And the games are tougher now, but yeah, less. When I was playing back in the day, like 40, 40, 80, and 510 would be like a pretty bad swing in PLO, but the games were probably easier. And and Hold'em would be like half or less than half, depending right. on the year. Depending on the yeah. year. Some years you're just, you're just not going to lose, you know? Like the players were so bad and like the rake back was decent too. So like even if you lost, you know, 20K, like you'd get back like 15K and rake back or something, you know? So like – uh, the rake's actually good. What's that? The rake back's actually pretty decent. You can make a decent amount of money playing rake back, even on the New Jersey sites. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, what? I think for the for so like for instance the uh, the WSOP when they have like all the bracelet events, I grinded the whole WSOP. I made twelve k in rake back, just rake back. Okay, that's, and that was like two months, maybe two months. So like, okay, that's pretty. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. I don't know if you if you did any best ball, but um, Underdog has rake back now. I saw somebody made a grand on Twitter in rake back, and like that's still not going to do it. Like compared to how poker was, because poker there's more pots being raked, you know, uh, right? Than, than DFS or best ball, so you probably can't be a rake back pro in in hmm. either of these. But at least it's something. It's a start, right? I say you might graph my poker tracker graph for uh, for the last um, this year on uh, on Twitter if you want to oh. if you want to pull it up or something. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah I, I sent it to you on. Uh, are you uh, RBX? As we pull this up, are you? Is this almost exclusively online, or do you play any live poker? Uh, this is all online. L l live is like you just don't see many as uh, hands live, and which obviously will decrease your hourly the only thing about live is the players are a little worse than me a lot worse i haven't been the casino in a while but um and the games really haven't been running too much at mm. uh, in atlantic city um but like there's like private clubs that you can play to online in when you were you were mentioning just kind of like focusing more of your time studying poker i i assume you feel like the studying you put in that you can realize those gains more quickly than you could say investing a lot of time studying dfs or you know coming up with a, a process it was that kind of a, a specific decision you were weighing 
Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, you, you get to see the results a lot since I've known, I know so much about poker already. Um, I, uh, I realize my results and I can, the, I can realize my, how much I can make. And it depends also the games too. The players aren't very good in New Jersey. I'm probably one of the best players that, that plays. Uh, I've been, I've been winning for years and, um, the, no one really advances and changes their game. They just kind of play the same. So it's kind of e- more, probably sometimes a lot easier. Brick, you know, it's probably sometimes easier to beat the regs than it is the fish. Yeah, it's certain regs. Yeah. yeah, certain regs. But, yeah, this is my graph um, I, for uh, the last 38,000 hands that I've played. So this is about like three or four months uh, worth of hands. There's some hands I did, I did miss, though, because I didn't have it turned on. Thirty, so thirty. That that sounds ten thousand hands. I can't remember if that's a lot or not a lot. Ten thousand hands. It's 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 a it's a it's a, it's a fair amount. It's an average is that amount. like four tabling? I only play like one or two. Tables. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's yeah. Because I'm pretty sure I was a lot higher than that. But you can play hold them. Yeah, I think it's easier to multi-table hold them. Well, at least it was for me. Probably because I was just better at it. Twenty big RBX. ones per hundred, though, is is very is very high. Um, yeah, I've been I've been I've been doing that for I've been doing that for a long time now. Fifteen to twenty big ones per hundred. Do you treat it uh, like a job? Do you have like set hours? Like this is when I'm playing, or is it just like whenever you feel like it? Uh, I I take a lot more breaks than usual. Um, I, I feel like that I get burnt out easily from like all the studying and the and the playing. Um, so I feel like if I take like two or three days off, maybe a week. It helps me reset myself, and I can think a lot clearer, and uh, it makes me more motivated to play because you know everything gets stale after a while, and you lose kind of motivation. Yeah, and I will just say you you mentioned it seems like you have, as Brian was saying, like a very good, healthy perspective as like a gambler and an action player, and even just following you on Instagram, you seem like you're out there touching grass, you're out there with your dog, getting tattoos, hanging in the sauna and the hot tub. You seem like you live like a very well-adjusted life with a lot of mental clarity. Yeah, yeah, no, I do. I've been, uh, I hired a a personal um, fitness coach. Um, She she gives me all my workouts, and so I work out five days a week, and I track all my, my food and stuff, so I've been really like healthy and tra- all about getting uh, in shape because, you know, healthy body, healthy mind. And it's definitely working for me. He also, he also won a bracelet in that, during that run. I don't know. If, uh, oh yeah. Yeah. He did. <laughs> Which is that, that one I'm jealous. That one I'm real jealous of. Oh, you got yeah, it? Nice. Yeah, I got it still. Let's see here. Yeah. It's everyone. This is everyone's main goal in poker is to, is to win one of these. So. Dude, that is that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And that's sweet. How how different? Because obviously you're very dialed in with the PLO cash game streets. Like, how big of a jump, like strategically, is that shift to playing PLO tournaments? Is it just a similar wavelength? Um, it's a lot different in the sense that you have to adjust your style. You just can't play every hand, or it's. I think it. I think it's eight tape, eight handed or no, it's six. It's probably six handed most of the PLO tournaments, but um, you just have to play a lot. You have to play a lot tighter and you can't play because you can't rebuy, you know? So only in some PLO tournaments you can rebuy. If it's a freeze out, you kind of have to pick your spots cautiously. You can't really um, 
three bets so wide as you can in cash games. I mean, Brick knows exactly the lingo that I'm talking. Yeah, I couldn't stand playing full full ring uh, cash, much less full ring tournaments. No, like, no, so sorry. boring. Yeah, it's very boring. Max, shorthanded, way more action. Yes. So one more question about the PLO stuff, because like your graph is insane. You're consistently beating it. How, how does that ecosystem stay alive? If you say a lot of players aren't changing, they're kind of doing the same thing. Are they just hemorrhaging money? Like, are there new fish coming in, new whales? Like, how is that sustaining you? Um, honestly, I'm, I don't want to toot my own horn. I'm just that more advanced than all these fucking guys <laughs> that, 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 that play in New Jersey. The, the guys that play in Europe and stuff, they're fucking super wizards. But the, I play what I can beat. Yep. I don't have a, I don't have like an ego or like, oh, I want to play with the biggest, uh, the best guys and the highest stakes. I don't care. I could play 50, 100 if I want to. I, I enjoy playing 5, 10, 10, 20, 25, 50. I can, I can beat those guys. I know I can win money. So uh, the guys that play those games, they play very face up. And I, I take advantage of that too. Um, I just put a lot of pressure on them in, in different kinds of spots where I know they, they can't really like call down. I have a very good feel of uh, what their ranges are in, in certain hands. Like, so yeah, that's how it works well, basically. And I assume that's hard, right? Cause you hear from a lot. I mean, the normal kind of thing in poker, right. Is I, I want to ladder up stakes. Once I beat this game, then I go up to yeah. the next level. Um, but it seems like you're just kind of content of like, why would I go risk that at the higher level, you know, have this learning curve when I know I can just consistently earn a good living at this level. Yeah, exactly. It's basically like, it, it's, I wouldn't say it's free money, but it's like consistent money. Like, and I won't have like the swings like I would in, in DFS. I can steadily make, you know, good money per month while I have like my investments and stuff going on too. And I still like playing poker too. It's fun for me. That's why there's more poker players, I imagine, because a bunch of them are like, oh, I can actually pay the bills right with this, you know, where DFS, you either, you either bank early or you're pretty much done, you know? Yeah. So it's yeah. tough. To, it's probably one of the reasons why it hasn't gotten that supernova popularity like poker did at certain points in time. The, the other, the other ladder Pete in poker isn't just stakes. It's head to head. So mm-hmm. like they want to be the head to head lobby monster. Um, right. Are you, are you playing head to head? This kind of, I, I, and it also makes me think about how you uh, like, don't give a shit about the goat conversation. This is another mindset difference of, of some people where like they want to play, they want to be the head to head end boss and play the highest stakes. Right. Versus someone who's happy playing, you know, five, 10, 10, 20. Um, I mean, 21 big blinds per hour is going to be a nice payday, but like yeah. you know, something even less than that, people would be happy with. Yeah, the uh, no one's no one plays me heads up. So if I set the tables, no one, no reg comes and plays me. There's a point where I was winning so much that some of the regs won't even sit three handed with me if I'm playing a fish. That's how much I was winning. So I basically can play or get like anyone. If, if anybody wants to sit me, I don't care. You know, if I'm playing like a fish heads up, they can sit. But there's a point where they won't even bother sitting because I would just win, win that quick. Or if I was running hot, especially, a lot of people would stay away. Have you have you had anyone that has impressed you then that you're like, hey, I'm not going to battle with you. I don't – I'll just 
continue to stay in my lane or pick my spots? Or that just uh, happen yeah. in New Jersey games? I, no, there, there's there's definitely guys that play in New Jersey that I'm like, I, they'll, they'll actually battle me. They have they have like these egos that they always want to play the best and try to beat the best. But I don't give in to that. It's it's a waste of time for me. If I'm like very bored and I want some action, yeah, I'll do it. I'll play. But I, I'd rather do something else. It's it's just I, I used to be like that. I used to want to. I used to battle everybody, but I. I cut it out after like I bought my house and you know, all that crap. So hmm. some people get older. And yeah. Get older. Wiser. Some people, some people have <laughs> yeah, orgies in my house. Yeah. How do the orgies fit into all of this, you know, just new healthy mindset focused RBX 88 lifestyle, because this isn't the same guy we initially talked to a few years, a few years back. Uh, yeah. Well, I still, I still have my fun with my women. So I was, yeah, so, I was gonna say Pete's got yeah. a background. This is so he can get in shape and have more orgies. What are you talking yeah. about? I'm just letting I'm leading the witness here. Yeah, no, my my, my performance is getting really good. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. Um this is a fun hypothetical from uh, our guy Nelson, who was on the show last week. By the way, if you guys missed that episode uh, with Nelson Adcock, make sure you guys check that out. It's on the podcast feed and on my channel. Um, he says, what would you guys peg the chances that a theoretical greatest DFS player ever ran bad at the beginning of their career and quit? So if they would have had that bank early on, like you're talking about, they would have gone on to be the GOAT. <sighs> hmm. I would say pretty high. You understand the question, uh, Gio? Like he's saying, um, he's saying like you know, like some guy who would be a stud DFS player, the best brain player, also like a computer expert. But like he started playing and it just ran super bad, and he dumps 10k, and he's like, "What am I doing? I'm out of here." You know. Um. Well, to be fair, I lost. I lost like 100, 150k at first. So I was about to quit, and then I gave it a few more shots, and I hit. So uh, you you hit the million, or you hit like a hundred k? I hit a hundred k. So I I broke even, and then I kept going, and then I hit the million, and then I was like, "Whoa, okay, there it is," you know. Um, so to answer your question, Nelson, it isn't a hypothetical. RBX yeah. is that person, right? And he's. <laughs> And he's the greatest, and he did it. So that did it. Yeah, that's tough. And, and and can we point out the difference between we're talking the difference between like Yuta Cow and RBX and not normal people, right? Normal people aren't dumping 150k in a DFS, uh, you know, before they even hit 100k. Like this just is, isn't happening. And like even those old sabermetrics and the basketball version of that guys like on their forums, like they think gambling's for dummies and like they might not even be betting. So like if you add in all those guys too, I would say it's like a hundred percent that like the best the best player ever probably didn't even try. Um, and then if you just count the guys who tried and failed, I would say I would say there's a real good shot, like it's like fifty fifty. That someone who would be the best ever just gave up. But wouldn't you say that in that hypothetical, then that best player ever didn't have very good bankroll management? Like, isn't it the thing with poker too? The guys who have leveled up, it's because they wait, they beat the stakes they can, then move up, beat the stakes they can. I mean, in that hypothetical, it's like they just came out playing the Millie Maker, 
got dusted for like 20 straight <laughs> slates and then left. But it's like, wouldn't they have been beating the smaller games first, like had a proven track record? Wouldn't they have a process of evaluating their play? It seems like a weird hypothetical that such a brilliant mind would not be able to manage their bankroll and understand the variance. I don't know. Not really like, um, you know, playing for 10 cents is boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> eventually got from poker. But the implication then is they're saying like the game is like too hard to beat or whatever. Right. If you, if they quit and stop playing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, the, well, I think like the idea is kind of like the, the v- inherent variance is so dramatic that even the best player in the world could lose for six months straight. Mm-hmm. Possible. And, yeah. and so like, let's say that happens right when the best theoretical best player ever starts. Yeah. That's com- entirely possible. It's not like everyone is 21, you know, at college and they put their beer money in and start playing 10 cents and then, and then they would, I think also it depends on what time. So like if they started in 2013, I think it'd be a lot lower than if they started in 2017. Yes. The games are a lot harder and they probably could have docked their way into getting, getting good. You And like, um, also like the best, I think of this as like the theoretical best player in the world, probably not the best player in the world when they start. They kind of just need to maintain some sort of stay away from bad luck and then get better and figure it out and then start developing however their own, system is going to work for them if they're the best right from the beginning then that's a different conversation too right poker poker though way less like if poker if you put one of those graphs like like rbx's graph but just for your average poker player versus the one the average dfs player that nelson makes right I, i i mean those those tweets were a long time ago but if we they compared it it would be so much more dramatic the variance in DFS compared to your average poker player. I'd love to see it. I bet I it would. Sent, I sent you my 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 DFS graph too, and you can see the swings. Uh, you can see the swings that I've had um, the, over the period of time that I've played. There's there's like a well, few it's, big it's tips be- there. Where'd you yeah. send it? On Twitter. Oh, let's see it. Oh, let me refresh. So what would be the parallel? So we talk about slates. You know, we talk about how best ball is just one slate. You get 17, 18 main NFL slates. What is the poker equivalent of a slate? Is it a session, not a hand? Like what would be the slate equivalent? So back in the day, Sunday was the day that they had, we used to have all the big tournaments. Just like in DFS, they got all the big stuff on Sunday. All for football. But for poker, like – all like the big tournaments that you can win 30. Obviously the, the first place prize is way less significant than it is in DFS. You can win like 40, 50, but during WSOP online, you can win like, I would say a hundred to 150,000, maybe 200,000 max. But with like the other, uh, like GG poker has massive prize pools where I think they had the biggest tournament recently. It was uh, $3 million for first or something. And a 5K buy-in. So we're looking at his graph here. It looks it, – it, this doesn't look very swingy to me. I was, I was like, <laughs> where are the swings here? There is, one, there, is, there is one that was like 200, and there's one that was like maybe 400. Yeah. These guys right here. It looks like you're currently on a kind of 400,000 downswing. Yeah, um, yeah. No, um, well, and, well, I stopped basically. I, I've played maybe like – I, I, I checked with um, DraftKings. <clears throat> I only played – I'm only down like maybe 5 or 10K this year, and 
Mm. Uh, and, yeah, this and is all it looks us. like. Yeah. yeah. But this is from 20 to 23 when I basically like called it quits. So it <clears> seems <throat> like if this chart is any indication, you were basically like, I can either continue dealing with some of these big downswings and maybe chip away at some of my big lifetime profit, or I can just completely reduce the volume of my play and pretty much guarantee myself to be a lifetime big winner in DFS. Right. Exactly. I, I, I know I can make money playing poker and I had a few investment opportunities and I was like, you know what? I want to buy a house. So I put my money into the house. Obviously you have to pay taxes on this fucking shit. Uh, so I had to pay that and, uh, that made me fucking nauseous. Um, and then I made other investments and before you know it, you know, it's like, do I really want to risk to win a hundred K and, you know, risk 500 K to win? Uh, you know what I mean? Like you don't know where you're going to hit. So you have to keep playing to realize, you know, your variance. And I've hit my, probably the highest side of variance you could possibly think of. So I was like, Hey, you know what? You know, it took me a while to quit. Cause I love playing. I love the strategy. I love the game theory. So I, then I finally got out of, I didn't even play any golf. I didn't play any um, baseball and I haven't played any basketball yet. I just like football. So it's, it's hard to look at that graph because of the Millie makers though. But if you look at the early red marks there, you could, <sighs> that I'm assuming those little bumps in the early stages of, of yeah, are hundred K's. I can show you my. And they're um, just so small because it's relative. The relative to three point five million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. So here. you could see, but you could see then after January twenty one, where he is going, you know, up and down hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know, hundreds of thousands right. of dollars. He gets he banks again at least one or two there in January twenty two. Um. And then he starts losing again. He's like, "Why do I want to be on this carousel?" I sent um, you my just NBA. I sent because that was my that was my second favorite sport. I sent you my uh, just NBA only, so you can see more of like the fifty Ks and the hundred Ks. You can see it, it's a lot more, um, a little more clarity. Yeah. So you and have so what's your your final your tally in lifetime DFS profit is over three mil. Uh, yeah, I would say around there. Yeah. All right. Let me pull up this NFL one. I mean, or, uh, yeah, you, I mean, that's NBA. That's NBA. Yeah. You played that variance. Perfect. Honestly, like, like, like you, you gambled, you gambled like 500 K. Yeah. Like. Yeah. 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 That's, um, that, that's about right. I definitely, yeah. I definitely gambled 500 K, uh, back for sure. Right, right, which but the, which is fine. Uh, when you get up to three point five, um, right? <laughs> because you're, I mean, you're also like, you're kind of testing it. Like, okay, am I, am I this fucking guy? Am I this guy who's gonna be, you know, winning a milli every other six months? Um, so like, you, you, you gambled enough where like you didn't, you didn't, you didn't like, you can't look back on this twenty years and go. Oh, I didn't try. Like you tried, you tried for two years, five hundred k. That's fucking plenty. Uh, yeah. And you, still, and you still leave with three three million <clears throat> minus the the blood suckers uh, taking half of that. <laughs> I think sometimes people have to ask themselves. You know, I I did ask myself this. You know, at points, when is it enough? 
Like when's it enough to to stop and you know move on and do other things too and put your time and money and effort into other things? There's no one wants to have four or five hundred k swings. I mean, I've, like I said before, everyone wants that million dollar score. Um, I happen to get lucky and get a few of them early on. So uh, I, I just and then I realized after I'm like, wow, this shit is very high variance, extremely high variance, and people don't realize how much uh, entry entry fees people put in a week. Only people show you their winnings. They don't show you. Um, a lot of people are not very transparent when it comes to you know how many buy-ins they're in for every week, every Sunday, every slate. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's huge. Well, and I just I think it's interesting because even when we've we've talked to a lot of top players, I remember the conversation with Ricky D with Yuta, lots of them too, where they're like they all of them have mentioned that same thing of like looking at what's the next thing, you know, potentially being ready to move on. And then you talk to him and, and Yuta's like, I just love watching football. I love making DFS lineups. Ricky D's like, you know, I wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna keep doing it. Like the, it's just my habit. I like the action. And it seems like that part of you, like it's a, you do, you are an action junkie. You, it does sound like that thing, but you're, it sounds like you're being able to really remove your emotions and degeneracy from it in a way that's allowed you to just stop playing. Like the volume shift you went from playing to now playing is pretty drastic, like almost cold Turkey. Yeah. Yeah. It literally is. I am literally making four lineups on a main slate on Sunday. I put in maybe a thousand bucks. And then I max the show. I, I find like there's a bigger edge in showdown. So I try to focus in on that. It's one game. You can focus in on it and you can get um, a lot different. That's exactly how I recommend people play too. If yeah. they're not going to go full time, like three to four lineups, make sure they're not like exactly the same. Um, and just like, I enjoy it. Yeah. And just don't, don't go crazy. And if it's a, if it's like a showdown or whatever, just make sure it doesn't have a ton of dupes, you know? Just figure out a way where it's not going to be super duped, and then, you know, that's it. Uh, you know, don't don't waste your time. It's it's funny too because like he he you know like people probably in the beginning of the video are like oh he's such an arrogant arrogant asshole you know saying he's the best poker player or whatever in New Jersey but like it takes uh you know like if you if he was arrogant he would have gambled off another million you know theoretically you know who knows um but how many like, people do you think would have kept going if they were me. A lot. Like if you a if lot. you had like like out of a hundred people out of a hundred out of a hundred how many ninety percent yeah ninety would keep going you think wow that's very 90, 90 x poker players yeah like guys like you similar to you like John Doe uh, I don't know fifty sixty probably would have still still went thinking they're thinking they're they they know more than they do. Well, you know, the other thing, RBX, there's not a lot of, I guess, like Yuta and like Chipotle. So maybe it's not a perfect analogy, but like half and half of like the top guys have gone into some form of content or touting too, where playing alongside of your play or alongside your touting is almost a necessity or a requirement too. Like you never felt that burden of like, man, I got to keep playing because I'm giving out picks and people are signing up to RBX88.com. Like that had to help you pull the plug a little bit more too. You didn't have like social equity built up in it. Right. Cause I don't really give a fuck about it. I think it's all fucking a scam anyway. <laughs> Touting. <laughs> it's like, it's all bullshit. I mean, they're just like, people just want to get subs and money just to feed their uh, DFS addiction. I mean, 
Well, so, you subscribed. So, I've seen you posted some screenshots people, of the stochastic stack tool and stuff. Well, yeah, I, I, well, yeah. I, I need I need some kind of basis to go off of. You know what I mean? So, so I, 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 I like stochastic because uh, it's very it's very easy to work around and and all of that. But as a tell as as like um uh, like giving advice and all that, I I feel that like I've only met, met a few people that actually like it. Uh, I'm not saying any names, but I th- feel like there are some people that do it just to get subs and try to just trick people to thinking their stuff is Please good. Please say names. That's what this show is here for. Oh, Big T, he's a massive fraud. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. <laughs> we, you went so quick. Normally with my guests, I feel like I have to really pull it out of them, you know, these Utahs and Wizzles and stuff. You took uh, one follow-up question to get the goods there. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just being uh, honest. That's all. I, um, back to the 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 swings. Whatever you mentioned, Ricky D. He just did the take cast. Pete, I don't know if you listened to. I did. Yeah. Davis. I haven't finished it, but he said in there uh, he won. He won a million. Like I don't know, a couple weeks ago, and he said that broke him even. This. Yeah. Wow. And, yeah. That I mean, it broke him even on the season, or whatever. Not overall, but um, I was kind of shocked when you just said his biggest swing was like two three million. He was on our show. I don't know if you caught it, Gio, like whatever. I I, 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 I watched it while I was at the gym, actually. It was great content. <laughs> yeah, he, he only he said he only he only swung two to three million. I thought for his volume, that kind of I thought that was kind of low. I would have guessed I would have guessed more for the Did he say how many buy-ins he has a, a, a year? Or did he say how much how many buy-ins he has in about a year? It's gotta be like thirty million at least. That he bets? That he like like in entry oh, fees. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I I don't know, but yeah, that sounds it might even be higher than thirty million, I would guess. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, the thing so, Ricky said that was on the way he framed it is like a lot of people from afar are like, Oh, you won the Millie Maker, blah blah blah. But at the levels he's playing, he he said it was more relief than anything. Cause you're fine like you have to win that Millie to be a profitable player at those volume levels. Of course. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like the you know they're saying in chat you know like marcus is saying two three million so swinging i mean it's 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 fucking crazy man so like like you just think of uh, geo's five hundred thousand swing but you're you were probably playing if i remember correctly you know like a tenth of what you'd have probably played maybe even less like you I wasn't even that I, much. no i was not i i was playing medium volume and i wasn't playing high stakes and i was swinging right. that much Right. Yeah. Okay. So not even a t- lower than that. So you think that that five hundred? Now, obviously, there's there's skill differences here. Of course. But like, like he could, you know, just multiply times ten. Well, if, if it is one tenth, I would say it's less than one tenth. So like, I don't know, two three million sounded low to me. I would guess like Mock Lovin probably sw- has swung five ten million dollars with his volume. You know, it, yeah. it does not surprise me. It's. It's I don't know about the finance guys, but other than that, I can't imagine a swingier way to make a living. It's yeah. a lot. Of, it's a lot stressful too. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's really not for your average show. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I do. It is like an under talked about part of that too, and that's why it is good. Like I feel like Ricky D has been one of the probably best at conveying like the non glamorous side of that and it's like you know you know ricky takes down these millions you see him atop the showdown but you don't see 
all of the entry fees, all of the other slates. And I mean, if you want to know that, I mean, Ricky's a, a is a winning, very successful player. Like think about all the touts that you don't see post anything for, you know, three months and then post yeah. their winning, their winning thing. I mean, it the amount a 5K of win. slates. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> I my I, back when I was doing some videos on my channel, I would say like you had to do you had to like win a hundred k a month basically. Like you should probably win a hundred k a month, and I don't that doesn't happen that much anymore. And so like like because you could just do the math, you know, it costs two to three k to buy in for the one fifty. That's just one GPP. If you just do that one GPP and you lose, you know. 10, you don't 30 days, a full month, you know, like just do the math and you like, you, you gotta win. And so like, and, and now the, the prize pools are even more, um, winner take all ish, you know, hundred K to first 10 K to second, 15 K to second. It's so it's just, a, it's, it just increases the variance even more. And you're looking like, you know, uh, you, you, you get, get back 25 to 50% on your average slate, right right and right that doesn't even mean you were bad like you did a bad job right yeah like uh, when you're up when you're up top you have to win basically yes exactly you if you take so like you know i mean not to make him feel feel worse than he does although he won pretty good smith speaking of touts i don't know if you guys saw he he like yeah. painted the leaderboard on the millie uh this last millie on sunday he got like thirds fifth ninth thirteenth yeah. whatever but he didn't get first yuda did that's like fucking give up. Not that he's did anything wrong. It's just like your variance, bro, is fucked. Like that, yeah. you, when that happens, you have to win. Like you have to get that Millie um, because it's not going to, that's, it's, it's very unlikely to happen again. It doesn't mean he's bad or whatever. It's just the way it, the way it is. And shit. Now I say this, he'll probably win this weekend and shove it in my face. But like, <laughs> like when you paint the leaderboard like that, and I don't even recommend, a style that paints the leaderboard either. I would be like a little more diverse and have more shots on goal. Like even when a geos wins, his winning lineup was like just one of the random ones that wasn't in, in his core for PGA, you know, that kind oh, of, Oh yeah. Yeah. That was so that like, was um, not that I'd have to like, look, he gets, you could still paint the leaderboard with some, with, with, with some diversity in it. Um, but like when you get up, when you get up top 10, like, you got to win and it's in it. And like, it sucks when, you know, the guy made a three at the end of the game and it right. dropped you back four spots. And like, it's like, right. No, are, are you seconds brutal to too? Seconds. Are you telling me seconds. To quit battle what? Royale after my, I painted the battle Royale leaderboard. I've been waiting for you telling me to quit. Where's that speech? No. Well, maybe you should Pete. Actually, I've been meaning. <laughs> no, 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 no. The bet. I mean, we, this is free money. We got a new strategy, Pete. Me and you are both uh, just up there at the battle Royal leaderboards. If they would, if they would keep the damn uh, tournament active so I could finish some drafts on Sunday. I know. Um, RBX, it sounds like that your mindset with like PLO cash, it sounds like you would have some interest in kind of like the Levitan stuff in grinding DFS cash where you could get some good action, limit some of the wild swings and still get to enjoy, you know, grinding football. Do you play any, any NFL cash? Uh, I've heard some from a few people uh, before that the cash is high rake in DFS. Is that right, Brick? I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure. I never, I never, I never, I played cash maybe once, maybe. You had, it's been a while since I only play cash on Yahoo now, but like different, 
like double ups have different rake than 50 fifties. And like, you're supposed to like, if you really want to grind it, like look at what each one has a slightly different rake structure and you can like save money by entering only specific ones. But yeah, it's, it is pretty high compared to, compared to poker, I think. And the, uh, the edges not you cannot get 21 BBs, you know, you can't get a big edge yeah. and it's yeah. still swingy, you know, because if you run one cash lineup, Right. That 5, 10K and a whole bunch of, you know, 50, 50s and head to heads, like you're probably going to get back like $20 or 10, or 10K. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, it, head to heads is a little different, but with the double ups and 50, 50s, where poker, like, that's not going to happen. You know, like you'll get, you can get stacked for three, three, you know, three buy-ins or something, and then just call it quits for the day, and then stop. Yeah, that's what I usually do. If I if I if I hit a certain threshold, uh, I I just leave the table. I don't yeah. care how good it is or nothing. It's like it's very hard to hit that variance and try to try to make it back. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, Dan Zach, a very long time ago, he uh, he ingrained it in me that like once you lose a certain amount of buy-ins, like you should just leave. It's like it's very hard to make it back. Yeah. Just don't hang around Dan Zach too much, or n- next thing you know, you'll start drafting five tight ends on your best ball teams, Harvey. <laughs> oh, you know who Dan Zach is? Yeah, he he uh, he became a household name in the best ball streets uh, this year because he was running his sims, and people were posting screenshots of his five tight end lineups. Uh, did did oh you talk to best ball with Dan? Uh, no, I've met Dan playing uh, – I've known Dan a long time. Uh, he actually – People, a lot of people thought I was a fish at PLO, and he was always the guy that was so curious about me. He finally got to meet me. We got along, you know. Uh, I, I like Dan a lot, and he goes, "He's actually very good. He he comes off as a fish, but he's very good." So that's why, like a lot of people, like when I, I made so much because I would come off as a fish and I would talk shit in the chat too and gun people's skin. That's funny. What do you what do you think of speaking of fishes? Do you think any of like the 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 big name DFS guys they you, you just didn't respect their game? Uh, more people need to be a little more transparent and show like the roto tracker. It's really it's so simple, and obviously a lot of people um, a lot of people use the uh, roto tracker to keep track of their, their stuff. Is that the only thing? Is roto tracker? Is there anything else? I think ETR Solver has one now. Run the Sims has a bankroll tracker. There's there's a couple out there now. Yeah. So I'm sure like a lot of people that do this full time have have some sort of you know system like that. And I would like to see more people post their stuff. I'm not afraid to. I, I've lost. The reason why people it's it's the touts that don't show what uh, really what they're losing. They're not so I think I'm, I can't remember anyone who showed like how much they've lost like. A lot of people they, they go lose 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 as Brick said before, and then they just post like a 10k win. Oh, look at me, I'm winning! You know. <laughs> yeah, there, there is an argument. I'm not going to defend Tots again, but just generally speaking, there is there is an argument for like what we were talking about how swingy it is earlier. Like the best player in the world could be down two to three million, as we know, because you just said told us firsthand and then you post Yuta's graph right at the end of that of that downswing and you're like look at this donkey you know no yeah. one no one try to figure out what he's doing he's a fish um i'm sure every every uh stud dfs player has a graph point like that so 
if you're like some guy who's you know pretty good and you're only playing GPPs, you know, playing 150 each night, that's it. That graph needs to be about 10 years long, you know, maybe even longer. Uh, so I, I could understand why somebody wouldn't like necessarily want to show it and they still could like theoretically have something to offer other people. But like, I mean, obviously if people want to show, I don't give a shit, but um, I, I think there isn't a, you know, a semi-strong argument for why someone wouldn't. I think the yeah. core, re- the core reason is, is that they don't want to deteriorate from losing subs. Like, Oh, he's losing. Nah, I'm not subbing. You know, they, subs want to see winning that you're, that they, like it's, it's, it's deceiving basically. Well, yeah, because you're, what you're really trying to do is you're trying to build like a FOMO feedback loop of like, oh my God, these guys just keep winning. Like, oh, holy cow, I got to get subbed up over there. And right, so exactly. the incentives, the incentives are not aligned from like a marketing and public perception perspective. You want to portray consistent winning. That's how, and then it's just so undeniable. Like all these guys do is win. It's like when the a sports betting tout is like, I'm up like 8,000 units over the past six months. I can't lose. And it's like, all right, I'm going to phone that. But yeah. what's actually going on with tournaments, it's like a lot of brick, 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 and then a bing. Like my guess is if someone, if people paid for Utah's like top 10 lineups every single week or whatever, they would be losing, 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 losing. He would lose all of his subs. This guy just keeps getting dusted. And then the three people who were left to roll out the CJ Stroud triple stack then get to share in the profits. But that's not good marketing. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's that's why I think it's it's it it rolls underneath the line of scammy, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no one's no one's gonna deny that. Like, uh, I, I, <laughs> I just I just think there's a lot of companies that act like uh, act that way. Um, marketing is generally pretty can be pretty scammy uh, all around. But um, like, I won't even go so far to say scammy. But like going back to like incentives not being aligned. So like all these most sites put out you know their cash game plays the top plays the core plays right those are the best plays you can put those out and if those fail you guys say sorry guys those guys all projected for the best they were the best plays you know i mean what what do you want us to do that's the process or whatever but then it's like how do you win these tournaments well you're leveraging the best plays you're making pivots off of these if you're always giving out the pivots to those plays your subscribers are going to be losing and yet to leverage that and win tournaments you're having to go against the best plays a lot of the times. And so again, like the incentives of how that work are just completely distorted. I mean, you could give advice. Yeah. I mean, like we've done on this show. So like, I mean, we're I, don't, I, I don't, yeah, I don't mind. If someone asks me a question and gives me a, ask for a piece of advice, I give it to them. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit there. Oh, you owe me $20 for the tip. You know, if someone <laughs> asks me, I'll, 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 I'll give it to them. You know, people are always welcome to ask me, but, uh, that's one thing I would never do is uh, like touting and trying to get subs and stuff. So many people have asked me well, why I never done that. You can make so much money. It, it just did never really interest me. Have you ever coached poker? Poker, I've coached. Yeah. Yes, because people have uh, messaged me in the, like the poker chat and they go, "Hey, do you do coaching by any chance?" You know, re- like recreational players. So I, I, I've had a few people who've uh, mess- who I've done coaching for in the past. How do you how do you teach vibes? Uh, it's, it's not teachable. <laughs> you owe me 200, 200 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's incredible. 
So what what else are you? So you're you're working on your your lifestyle. You're playing lots of PLO. You're talking yep. a few showdown lineups and just li- living the good life. I'm working now on. I hired an instructor. I've been working with uh, to get my concealed carry gun license. Oh, so okay. I've been uh, I've been you know going shooting, uh, trying to go twice a month, and I've been hiring an instructor uh, like once every two weeks or so too. Is this because of the ongoing sim wars? You felt like you had to kind of like, you know. <laughs> I I always like guns, but I never got into it. Into it until I started buying more guns. So I um it, I had a really good time shooting and, and learning and stuff. It, it was fun for me. And so and the instructor says, "Oh, why don't you get your concealed carry? Because I can train you, so you can um get you have to pass a test, like a physical shooting test, to get your concealed carry here in New Jersey." So. I've been working on that. I've been trying to get my brother to do the same thing with me. Like, let's go get yeah. buy guns and get trained on them. Uh, oh, wow. Look at that. He he hasn't been down with it yet. My argument is what happens when the apocalypse happens? Don't you want to have a few handy guns around and know how to use them? I mean, I'm not saying like I'd go out and be a hero or go. I, actually, I want to go hunting too. Uh, uh, just, you know, to feel like uh, – <laughs> I'm such a coward, you know. Like at least kill my food for once, just once in my life. <laughs> Would you show up with your fish gloves on, Brian, in all camo? Uh, yeah, I'm not skinning that shit. Fuck that. I'll I'll <laughs> I'll I'll hold it over my shoulder on the back to the processor or something. But you, you got to get a nice picture with your kill though, with the smile and everything. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll do, that. I'll do that too. I mean, just so I'm not such a hypocrite. <laughs> I feel like you two out like camping and on a hunting trip. I mean, that just sounds like a buddy comedy movie that I would watch. I would, I would watch a, a film crew uh, come follow you guys around there. You want to be the writer of it? You want to write yeah. it up? <laughs> yeah. Maybe it'll be like kind of documentary style. We'll have some, some loose writing, but I want you guys to have a lot of improv uh, going mm. on with, with uh, his new lifestyle. I don't know if he's going to drink. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be hammered that whole time, the entire trip. So. I, 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 I never was really into drinking. I never liked drinking. I have a bar in my house that I don't even touch. It's just for guests, really. I never, never really drank. Yeah, Do you I smoke? I just hit my vape with, with that has no nicotine in it. Yeah, yeah. I like sticking things in my mouth sometimes. Uh, <laughs> orgy, all part of the orgy. Uh, what I do want to say though, I did uh, when uh, Brick was uh, speaking of the apocalypse. I picked up one of those. FNP nineties. I don't know if you've ever seen them from like the Call of Duty days, but mm, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, okay. it's the it's the gun that looks like an alien gun, right? Yeah, so I picked up one of those, and I I, one. I I have one. I shot it the other um a few weeks ago. Damn, that thing is fucking fun. Do you, you have to probably store that at the gun the gun store or something, right? Like, where do you store that? No, I have I have it in my house. Oh, okay, all right. That's pretty sweet. My but my buddy has a. Oh god, another gun from from like a Call of Duty. Same thing. Uh, what was it? M1 Grand? No, not Grand. Um, uh, it's like the it's a, it's an automatic. God, I can't remember G G10 or something. I can't remember what it's called. I have to look up the games. But anyways, he bought a he bought he bought a game because he bought a gun because of video game. <laughs> yeah, I saw it when I, when I, when I went shooting. And I saw that gun up on the uh, on the display, and I was like, 
I never, I've been looking online for them. They're always out of stock. I saw it and I was like, I want that right now. <laughs> and he goes, are you sure? It's a really expensive. I'm like, I don't care. I want it. <laughs> How much was but, it? It's like 2,500. Hmm. Is there is, any other impetus to all this or you just enjoy it? Or is this like, if the grid goes down, I want to be able to protect my dog in my house. That too. Obviously, yeah, it's a home. There's nothing better than uh, having a home protection, too. It's just like a very, um, it's a peace of mind, too. If you ever have like a home defense weapon, if everything ever went down, as someone once told me, I rather need a gun. I rather, wait, what was it? <laughs> I'd rather have a gun and need it than not, than not need it. And you know, you know what I mean? I, I, we got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, All right, George, yeah. George W. <laughs> Did yeah, you watch, uh, I'd rather ask, ask, you know, uh, ask forgiveness that, that type of, uh, that type of quote, you know? Yeah. So like, you know, ask forgiveness, uh, you know, be judged by, uh, jury or peers rather than be, um, uh, what's lifted by uh, a jury of your friends or something. There's a, there's a, like six different sayings. The, um, uh, did you, did you watch the show, uh, last of us, uh, Gio? Uh, I have actually, and I actually was just in Florida for the Halloween Horror Nights with a few buddies. I I, uh, yeah. I I met I met them online playing video games, and I met them in Florida for Halloween Horror Nights. And there was a house there that was The Last of Us, and it was awesome. So yeah, I I, I'm, I really like it a lot. Uh, you just, I mean, kind of what you were describing reminds me of Nick Offerman's character <laughs> in that show where he's hunkered down and he's got all the booby traps and his war chest over there and he has just he's just carved out this very idyllic life amongst this uh zombie apocalypse it just sounds like what you're kind of building for yourself in new york rbx new jersey new jersey my bad <laughs> yeah 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 no i like i i i've been uh collecting a lot of guns and i Eventually, I'm going to build like a gun room and have like a bunch of cool shit in there. So it's definitely fun too to like have all different kinds of cool guns and you know what they can do. The The Last of Us, Pete, that was the show you were referencing. Yeah. That was that was a good show. Um, it was. Did you get a place in Florida? I know last last we were talking, you were looking at places down there. Um, I I was going to. Uh, then it fell through. I made a bid on a house, but no, I haven't. But I'm going to start looking again now that the the prices seem to drop drastically, though, from like maybe like a year ago. Yeah, they might drop more. Well, look, I mean, last time RBX, I think, you know, we had done a couple shows with you. And then was it one of our it might have been one of our MMA hangs? You tapped in really late night. You gave us a tour of the sauna. You had like that. Um, I don't know, guy in like chain mail kind of thing, a night in your bathroom. You You were showing us the whole tour. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so maybe next time you'll you'll bust out the uh, the war chest uh, on stream, but that'll probably have to be a nighttime thing. Yeah, yeah, I can show you. Uh, I can show you one other one I got. All right. Look at this. It's got the code. Last time you had that. Uh, um, uh, what's that? The the Superman. Oh, that's nice. So yeah, yeah, this is like what they put like all like the cops use. They put in their in their boot, you know, as like a second gun. So yeah, but yeah, it's just a you know thirty eight special uh, Smith and Wesson. And you said you tuck that in your sock anytime you're playing online pop limit Omaha, just in case things get a little uh, random. Yeah, that's all I do. Yeah, yeah. That, that's it. 
That's all you got to do. And Kennedy, uh, you won't even know I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Consiglier says, this feels like a man who needs to live in Florida. You do give off pretty good Florida man vibes, RBX. I, I love I love Florida. Um, but this town that I live in, though, um, it's a very, uh, very conservative town, too. In New yeah. Jersey? Yeah. Yeah. There's some there's some conservatives left there. Um well RBX, it was uh it was great catching up with you. Uh anywhere you'd like the people to follow you, obviously you're on Twitter, Instagram. Those are, those are the only two places I know of for RBX content. Just just Twitter's cool. Okay. Yeah, Twitter's cool with me. Sounds good. Um any other uh parting shots, any other shots across the <clears throat> bow you'd like to take at these scammer touts? Uh I just let them keep rotting, I guess. <laughs> you got to ask him the question, Pete. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure we kind of got our answer there, but I we do officially have to ask it. Are you on team Run Pure Sports or Ship It Nation? Uh, I mean, do I? I mean, it's kind of there's no shot. I think I blocked everyone on Run Pure Sports, or I have been blocked. So. Shipping nation, obviously. By default, <laughs> just by default. Yeah. Do you, there you go. Do you should put the graph up, Pete. Uh, the chart. What chart? Wait for, a, wait for a, a, the perfect moment for that one. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, saving that one for a rainy day, Brian. I have gotcha, gotcha. All right. But I feel like a rainy day will will make that thing pop. Um. All right. Uh, RBX, great uh, catching up with you as always. Uh, I. I I would say best of luck, but it seems like you got things figured out, man. It seems like you're living your best life. I'm doing life. good. I'm doing yeah. good. I'm doing good lately. So, yeah. I'm having uh, fun. Brian, I'm having fun. That's that's what matters. Uh, Brian, anything on your end? We'll get this audio up. Anything else? No. I, I mean, I might do uh, ownership, uh, NFL ownership this week. I finally yeah. get the code to work and shit. Um, and it looks like it might be a little bit different than the consensus. So maybe I'll throw that out there. Yeah, and uh, also check out the Draft Caddy. Uh, been doing a ton more Battle Royales. You can use all of that to uh, to help. Brian has all those sliders on there too if you want to add in correlation boosts and all that kind of stuff. Uh, will help you uh, multi-table. I plan to, uh, to get in there and use that some more this week. Um, I will be back tonight on the Ship Chasing channel. We have our companion stream for Brian's beloved Chicago Bears playing the Carolina Panthers in an absolute humdinger of a matchup. Oof. We're going to have Robert Mays as our guest. That'll be over on ship chasing. We'll spin up some pickums. If you guys want to sweat with us, we'll post those on the Twitter in a little bit. Uh, appreciate all of you guys hanging out. Brian, I believe we have a guest booked for next week too, right? Yes. Um, uh, I, I mean, it doesn't, I don't think it matters. We could say who it is, right? Uh, no, keep it a mystery. We got to keep, okay. we always got to keep okay. people wanting more. Uh, yes. You got to tune in next week to see our special mystery guest. Uh, until then, for RBX, for Brick, I'm Pete. We'll see you guys next week.
gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.